Okay, so we're in the sugya of David said it. Ovens, beautiful. Okay, we left off. This is a very, very important sugya. Okay, I didn't want to go through it very quickly. And again, I, I'm, I'm getting a few emails from people like you know. But did you mean this? And what about this? We are not learning Basavaholov here, right? Levi Yitzhak will attest. It takes a little bit longer than four Shiorim to go through Basavaholov, right? I can spend an entire year on this. I'm just giving you what we call the Russian pocket. I'm giving you a little bit of the surface just to get you at your appetite. You know, sometimes you have like a, you know, you go to one of these fancy restaurants, they give you like a, you know what I'm talking about, but theoretically, if you went to a fancy, fancy restaurant, you have like a, you know what I'm talking about? They give you. The one that's opening up tonight, absolutely. Should we, adver- we can advertise it. Actually, we could charge it for the advertising. Anyway, so you give it like a little appetizer. What does an appetizer do? It wets your appetite, gets you, the juices start flowing, it gets kishmak. So I'm giving you a little bit of a wet appetite, so you're going to say, we want to learn Basav that's it, right? I want to know all the answers, I want to know what to do. Ah, my dick. So I can put in like like this. When it comes to ovens, okay, as we mentioned last time, Mishnah Machshirim, Arash, Abach, Steam, Zaya, all of these things. Let's go straight to Allah and we'll leave out the Londus. We paskin in this place, Medrash, that Zaya is only Zaya, steam is only steam, new base Medrash also, is when it's in a concentrated place. Now, an oven is not considered to be a concentrated place, there's a vent there, I'm not going into Londus right now, which means that most of our ovens do not have a shiner of Zaya. Which basically means that we can be more makele than we thought we can. Now that does not mean I can have one oven and cook meat and milk one after the other. Obviously not. But it means that, for example, let's just get a few cases. And again, I'm skipping all the lambdas and all the makoyas. If I cook, I'm going to go to the extreme. A container of meat and a container of milk. Covered. Totally covered. Not sealed. But covered in a way that nothing's coming out. In the same oven, theoretically that will be okay. Now we don't do that. But theoretically it will be okay. Why would that be okay? Because the steam is not coming up. So there's no problem. Either cooking in the same oven, who cares? They're both covered. Even theoretically, if one of them was covered, the one that was not covered, it would basically be okay. Because the steam is not going from one to the other. Again, we don't do this. But theoretically, it would be okay. I'm giving you an example on an extreme level so you understand. What does that mean to say? I'll give you an example. What happens if a person has one oven? It's a milchik oven. Pick today he wants to cook meat. Or maybe forget. He's got a fleischik oven. Pick today he wants to cook milk. What does he do? Burning it out, whatever. I haven't got time, I can't bother. Very simple. Cover the item. You cover the item, it doesn't have to be sealed tight, airtight. As long as you've covered it well enough that the steam is not coming out of it, no problem. That means that I have a fly sugar oven, and right now I need to make a cheesecake, and I cover it, no problem. I could do that. Again, I wouldn't suggest this on a constant basis, because it's not a good idea for people to do this, because sometimes you lift up the cover while it's cooking, and all of a sudden the steam will come out, you've got all sorts of problems. Right? But the mice of that would be the way of doing it. Um, the best way to do it is to kasher it. How do you kasher an oven? Again, skipping all the details, is you A, clean it, not Pesach cleaning it, but just give it a wipe. And it always depends on if it's a Bochum's oven, you know, a Bochum's Diva or a house oven. You know, there's a major difference between them, obviously, right? A Bochum's oven, can I know the, you can still see what they ate last week over there on the side, dripping down, right? A regular house oven basically looks clean all the time. So you give it a bit of a wipe to make sure there's no condensation or anything that, you know, oil or greasiness. And then you put it on the highest temperature, or at least the highest temperature that it was on previously. For, everyone always asks, for how long? I have no idea. I, so why did I write in the book 20 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it was? Because you want to get it to its highest temperature or to the temperature, reach that temperature, and then go for a few more minutes. Okay? Now, 
We don't generally cash things from one to the other. Moganavam says that in Orchaim Simatofna Nalaf is we don't cash things from one to the other. But over here, one term thing for Shavuos, a person can be makos. So for example, a person has a flyshik oven and he wants to make chalas. And those chalas are going to be eaten with cheese. So you cash the oven first by burning it out and cleaning it, as we said. And this way, I can now make the chalas and they're totally pirate. The truth of the matter is, many times if you make chalas even in a flysheg oven, you can still eat them with cheese, especially if the oven is basically clean and has not been used for 24 hours. There's a mockum to be makel there also, because there's no real zaya in an oven, because the zaya, as we said, gets burnt up, and it's not in a concentrated area, and therefore that's why it can be makel. Okay, am I making sense? Somewhat? I'm going very quickly, you understand? I can give one whole shit, 45 minutes, just on ovens. Just giving you the ideas of what's going on. Okay, Rabbi said we have to move on. There's a lot to discuss. What I want to do today, and we're going to have to, I guess, continue, is start now the Durabonans. Okay? There are many, 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 many Durabonans, and this is most again for Shavuos, because on Shavuos we have Minhogim, which, as I said, we're not discussed any of the Minhogim yet. Next week in Mitzvah Shem, we will discuss the Minhogim before Shavuos. We'll get into the Indian. But we know that at some point during Shavuos you can eat Milchik. Some people have a Milchik Suda, some people have Kiddush, some people have Kiddush in the morning, some people have Kiddush before the Suda of the Fleischiks, whatever it is. People get involved with the milk and fly shakes a lot more on Yontif of Shavuos than any other Yontif. Obviously, Kamuvan. First of all, why are there so many Durabonans? Shut, there are so many Durabonans. And there are loads, as we'll see. So I ask this question that I go in a good Rebizur or Bashlita. We have to be Zerichet to go there, but he's Hashem. Keep reminding me. Keep reminding me. We've got to get there. So I asked him, I said, Rebbe, why are there so many, so many Durabonans? Shut. He said, be very simple. He said, the Torah saw. I mean, Chazal saw, I'm sorry, Chazal saw that the Torah wrote so many psukim of one Issa. When Chazal saw that, they said, this must be dangerous. It's almost like when you go to a building site, the more signs you see that something is dangerous, the more dangerous it probably is, right? Because there's more signs. So when Chazal saw that, not once, not twice, three times in the Torah, where every word is precious, every letter is precious. Therefore, Chazal said, we've we got to be careful of it. Especially as we know, as we explained in the beginning, there's a timtum alev. When you eat something that's not 100% kosher, and you go to a restaurant because there's Hebrew letters on the outside, and there's a fellow inside that has a beard, therefore it must be kosher because everyone eats there. Shem Yerachim. There's a timtum halev. And when the guy can't concentrate in Shemana Esra and doesn't enjoy a toast first and says, Gemara is not for me, we wonder why. But we don't have to wonder why. It's pretty obvious. The Chinach told us already that your physical body responds to what you eat in a spiritual manner. We'll leave that for a different subject, but not for now. So Al Kapani Rabbi said, let's move on. Okay, let's talk about some of the Durabonans that are on a gay to us. I, I believe that many of these are on a gay to us uh, many times on a daily basis, okay? Uh, because these are very, very important things. There are many, many different shilas that come up all the time. So, okay, how are we going to start? Let's begin this way. Um, let's talk about, you know, we'll start with one halacha, and on Sunday, Be'ez Hashem, we'll talk about the next sugya, which is incredible. Uh, we'll talk about this. There's halacha. There's a Mishnah in Mesech Tuscholin, where the Mishnah tells us that if you have a table, are you allowed to put meat and milk on the same table? Right? Now, the Mishnah tells us, if you have two people sitting on the table, you're not allowed. Right? What's the reason? The Rishonim explained very simple. In the olden days, even in our days sometimes, but in the olden days specifically, and we know this from Pesach, how did they eat? They ate Ayyidei Tibul, through dipping. Horaya. One of the questions on the famous Manishtana is why do we normally dip once and this, you know, tonight we dip... What does that mean? We normally dip once? Who normally dip, dips once? 
So we don't generally dip these days, but in those days they used to dip everything. Everything was dipped. And therefore the problem is like they say to Rishonim, what type of Xavier is this? Where's the Daraisa? What's Xavier? Xavier means don't do this, you're going to get to that. Right? That's what Xavier means. Where's Xavier? If I'm eating a shawarma on the table and you rock up with a slice of pizza, you're not allowed to sit on the table. Huh? Where, where, where could there be Basava Halab over here? Where's the Shail of a Daraisa? Xavier means don't come to a Daraisa. Where's the Daraisa? So the Rishonim, the Ritva, and others explain Pshat. What does it mean? It means that. It means that. Um, where am I? It means that. Oh, Ali did table. They used to do things through dipping. And since people would bring a pot of hot bubbling cheese or cream sauce, a guy would have a schnitzel and say, "Ooh, that looks good." Dip that in a couple of times and eat it. You got Shaila, but boss of a cholif. Okay, so nowadays maybe we don't dip so much, but we still have a Shaila of. I might come and eat some, some of your, you know, wet fries which have cream sauce on them. And therefore I'm eating schnitzel, I'm eating shawarma, and therefore I might come to eat some of the cheese. Okay? And we'll discuss Be'ez Hashem the waiting, that's going to be the exciting part. Waiting between meat and milk, waiting between milk and meat, six hours, three hours, one hour, 35 seconds. We'll talk about all the shitas Be'ez Hashem. There is a shita, don't worry. 35, 15, depends on how long, whatever. Okay. We'll see how long you can say the words. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. And then we'll talk about, obviously, hard cheese. You know, which, which hard cheese, if it exists, we'll talk about that also. But that's the idea, which basically means there's exerus like and isa for a person, if you're eating meat on a table, for a person eating cheese on the same table, okay? It's very nagea. You go, guys go out, you go get something, you want a shawarma, he wants a pizza, you're on the same table, you're not allowed. It's an isa to rabon, you're not allowed. Zoy paskin the shokhanoch in your day, simon, peches, very good. Now, therefore, when does the exerus apply? When does it apply? When does it happen? So the Gemara tells us, which Paskin and Shulchan Aruch, there are a few conditions. Number one, only a table that you are eating on. A table you're not eating on is fine. So for example, if you went shopping, and you went to buy chicken, meat, cottage cheese and yogurts, so you can come to the kitchen counter and start emptying the bag. Ah, you're putting meat and cheese on the same counter. It's not a problem. Why? Because no one's eating on the table. Only a table that people are eating from, then we are worried. That's number one. Another thing, as well, the Shach brings this down to Gotham Base and Peches, that only in a situation where, you, where both of them are kosher. If one of them is strafe, there's no Issa. So, for example, if you're sitting in the airport and the guy next to you is having a McDonald's cheeseburger, there's no Issa. Even if I'm eating cheese, well, he's also eating cheese theoretically. But let's say it would just be, I don't know, KFC. He's eating a piece of, uh, piece of chicken, whatever it is, one of those fat, big buckets. As a bucket, like this, as a zach, he sits down to be kuvea suda, right? With a sazach, right? He's sitting next to you, and you've got your little you know, white bread, maybe whole wheel if you feel, whole meat if you're feeling like very healthy, and you've got your cheese sandwich over there, and he's sitting next to you, like, hold on, it's like a meat milk, what's going on over there? says, I'm not going to eat from his thing, and there's no problem. And the third thing is, only if you know him. If you don't know him, he's not your friend, you're not going to come to eat from him, therefore, there is no problem whatsoever in that case. I once. I was by Rabbi Chayim Kanievsky one time, and I asked Rebbe, I have a shayla. What happens if you have two brachim sitting on a bench? They went to the park to eat. This guy's eating a shawarma. This guy's eating a slice of pizza. Right? There's no table. They're sitting on the same bench. Muta or asa? No, or zayim taina. Okay, so if you're using it as a table, we're not talking about. Oh, I'm holding. It. Everyone's holding it. There's, there's, there's no space on the bench. What? Muta, why? Oh, when you're sitting on the table, you are? It's a dinner for table. The whole, whole time? Wait, 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 one second. Once Kazal said Xavier, you can't come on and say, I'm not going to come to this. 
Because you can sit on the table also. Here, you'll sit right here. You'll sit there. He'll sit there. It's okay. Guys, don't touch each other. Beautiful. So, Rekha's going to be poshert. There's a table. Because I'm in exam of a shulchan. As I speak Mishnah. There's no shulchan, there's no table. <laughs> you can't back up your exam. Finished. End. Boom. Mutter. Next. Next, what I say. Kid Eger comes along with the Kabbalah Gazach. Kid Eger says, You guys clearly got away today without doing Ian Abyssal. Kid Eger, no. Kid Eger comes along and says, What about a Shema? What if you have a Shema? You can ask someone to remind you. You ask someone to remind you. So, the Kid Eger writes that it's not going to help you because the Shema has to be constantly looking the whole time. Uh, and that's maybe one of them is the Shema that's a different Shema one of the one of the we have is what's the big heter over here who knows a big heter of eating on the same table one meat one milk oh excellent you put a hecker you put a hecker down what's the pshat if you put a hecker down in between so now I know there's something unusual there that's not normally there this could be Nagar right you have many people that for example their parents make a milchik sudan shvurs right and you always hear the kids are like you see? you see? Oh, no, no, no. I can't eat milk. It's Yantav. Fleisch. Boss of a dogim state. Dogim. And therefore, if that's the case, yeah, if that's the case, it's like Fleisch. He's the Fleisch. So, okay. Good mother, a good Jewish mother, will say, Yankala, no problem. I'll make you some Fleisch. I'll make you Fleisch. It won't even be chewy. It will be Kavaldic. Okay? And you will sit on your section of the table while the rest of the family will have their cheese blinces. You will be eating your steak. Okay? Now the problem is you've got to have a hacker. What's the use of the hacker? The hacker shows that one is not going to come from the other. So what is a hacker? Anything we'll take, we'll take questions maybe after because I want to get to the union. Number one, anything that's not normally there. I remember I asked Shainberg Zatzal. We went down to Rashiva, we asked the Mishaila, are you allowed to use a safer as a hacker? She said to me, I understand. Which table doesn't have a safer on it? Like, it's anyway got a safer on it. So, like, it's not unusual. <laughs> okay, you like that one? I wrote to Abraham Kanyeski the same Shaila. So, he wrote me back. I have the letter at home. He wrote me back saying, It's a bazillion to kiss Kodesh. To use a safer for your own personal usage to do something. So, I asked him, I asked Is it a bazillion? If I would do that, he said, No, forget it. I'm using it for a mitzvah. I'm using it as a hacker. It's Kavaldic. It's beautiful. And therefore, there's no problem with that whatsoever. As a hacker. I'll give you another example. What about something that no one's going to come to drink from? Okay? I'll give you an example. I, I love doing this, by the way. I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm a Dufkinik. I, I never figured it out yet. You know, I have people over there. Some is like Briskebochum. Ah, oh, it's the best. And then you have, take the baby bottle with real milk inside it. Yeah? Real Chalavi milk inside it. And I will put it down on the table. And you'll hear all of a sudden, oh, thank God. I have to uh, uh. But they're all embarrassed to say something because they don't really know if it's water or asa, right? They just assume that it's asa, right? No. How many of them opened up a shulchan and the other day is someone pay chas? You know what I mean? I'll upon him. So I say it's water. Why is it water? Ask us after the shulchan just to make sure. But I wonder who's going to eat from that. Someone's going to drink from that. There's a gzei. We're going to come to drink from baby bottle. I once had it. A shiva bocha did it one time on purim soda. True, it happened one time in the middle of the purim soda. A bocha took the baby bottle and started drinking it. All right, the seder. It happens, but it was a purim soda. Okay, for states. But in a regular situation, these things don't happen, and there is generally no problem with that. Okay, I asked what can I ask another shadow, by the way. So what happens if you're sitting on an airplane? Now, I don't know exactly how you guys fly, but when I fly, generally, I'm, you're sitting like, mama's figuring out where to put your elbows, you know? So you're sitting at Zoe. Again, that's how I fly, whatever. You put your elbows at Zoe. The guy next to you is having a cheese sandwich. You're eating your, your fly sugar, gavaldig, a beautiful plain meal. Ah, beautiful. They're tucking away over there with the Chinese chicken, whatever they're giving. And he's eating a cheese sandwich, right? Is, is that motto or not? It's motto? 
Separate tables. Separate tables. Even though I'm mummish, you, you, you can mummish. No, you don't know the guy next to you sitting next to you. No, you have to get to know. You can be Makarovim. You can tell him. You get all sorts of stories come out from the airplane we know already, right? Can't just ignore the guy. Okay? <laughs> anyway, 